Thank you, Luke. Thank you, guys. Um, man, I was struck by uh, when Luke was just reading um, out of John 17, but uh, it kind of goes perfectly with what I want to talk about, but Jesus praying to the Father with his church on his mind. And um, I'm going to kind of tell you guys our uh, kind of actually kind of a debrief, actually. This is a pretty casual, like, debrief of what we've learned during this time, but um, I do feel that part of what the message that I want to give to you guys is, in part, the way God actually sees you guys. Um, you guys have impacted us and our family in a massive way, um, and I'm just going to hit on a couple of those things, but I, I truly believe that uh, what I'm going to share with you is, is things that God, see, God sees in you and sees the effectiveness and the impact that you're having in the world. And there's, there's a sense of, of well done um, to you guys. Uh, and so um, I'll just kind of share. Last time I was here, uh, we, we told you about how we got here originally. Um, I told you about how we were reading Haggai 1. It convicted us about how we were building our own comfortable paneled houses, and God called us out of that. And, and quickly, um, we, in obedience, we, we answered the call to come down here uh, to Africa. Many of you guys have heard that story. Uh, so we've been here for seven months now. There's many things that we've learned here. Um, and it's not all from Andrew. It's not all from the elders. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Um, but the most impactful thing that, that has been on our family, uh, and you're actually going to, Jana's going to share a little bit later, but has been just the consistent um, observation or the, the, our consistent experience of seeing the values, New Testament, church, biblical values lived out on a daily basis. And we've been all the way to what... Um, all the way north to, to, to where? Yeah, tomorrow, yeah, we've been all over the place. Uh, it's been incredible. incredible. We've been to many of, of the different Josh Jen congregations, and we've seen the same thing everywhere. Uh, and it's just, the, the impact has been massive on us. Um, so, kind of in the interest of time, I've picked really three values that have, have really stuck out to me. There's lots of values that, uh, that make up the, the church and the bride of Christ um, and that, that God wants to see us living out. But uh, the first one that I chose that just has, has impacted me mostly and our family mostly is hospitality. That's a, a simple one, but it actually, in some ways, it encompasses what the body of Christ, what the bride is supposed to supposed to be like because there's love in there there's selflessness in there there is this this posture of of giving up one's one's life for another um, in hospitality and we have seen that in spades um, from the second that we walked in the door when we got here and um, you know my kids have many best friends now um, people they consider family we feel that same way um, you feel it right when you walk in the door, uh, and um, 
you know, we, I met with, with some guys this last week and that's, that's, uh, that's what they said is, is the hospitality, this sense of family and this genuine like love and desire to get to know people and to bring, bring them into their life. Um, it's just, it's super infective. Um, kind of one note is the conference is, is long gone now, but one thing that's shocking to me is we, we have, I think, around 4,000 people at the conference. 800 of those people were hosted in people's homes, which is crazy. Uh, and that's just homes that are close enough to the conference site that makes it practical. So um, that's hospitality. Um, many of you guys know that we've, we moved in with Jacques and Jeanette when we first got here, um, and we pretty much never left. Uh, they, they just opened their home to us um, at, at a great cost, but it's been, it's been <laughs> a great cost, trust me. There's six of us and we're not, we're rowdy. Um, but it's, it's the, the way it's impacted our family, like we, it's something we never, could have, we never could have dreamed of had, we not, had they not opened themselves to us and invited us in. Um, and then we've been, I mean, many people have opened their homes to us. Didn't know us from Adam. Um, but opened their homes to us and have had such a massive impact um, all over Cal uh, South Africa. Second one is just a commitment to genuine worship. Um, you guys just experienced it. It's just such a beautiful thing, seeing people come out of their seats, put their pride aside, um, be willing to put themselves out there, focus on our Creator, and really pour themselves into worshiping our God, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think you guys may tr take this for granted, um, but it's such a beautiful thing to see and be a part of, and something that I know I, we can't go back to the way that we, we used to worship and experience worship. Um, third thing is a commitment to following the Holy Spirit, and that's, I mean, we see that in worship. Um, one of my examples is, is the first time I was actually gonna preach here it was going to be my first preach ever in my life. I was all prepared, spent a bunch of time that week, all prepared, and come, and we start worshiping, and immediately I was like, this message is not for today, like it was on my heart. And I was like, I don't want to do, like, uh, just felt convicted, like this is not, I don't, I shouldn't be preaching this today. And so I, I go into worship, and then all of a sudden see Jacques walking over to me, and it's like, I knew exactly what he was going to say. And the Holy Spirit was just moving. And so he's like, hey, we just feel like we're going to keep on worshiping. So we keep on worshiping. This is like, blows my mind. I, we, I've never done this before. And we keep on worshiping. And for, I don't know, an hour and a half. And then Brett gets up and, and asks anyone if they want to give their life to Jesus. And five people give their life to Jesus. Without a word preached. Like, no preaching. Just the Holy Spirit. Just, just a commitment to following um, even my, my little niece, Thea gave her life to, to Jesus that day. Um, and then we saw this again in Mossel Bay, same thing. Uh, and this time it was two songs into worship. I, yeah, it was, I actually preached this day. But two songs into worship, one of the elders steps up and goes, I feel like we need to invite people to give their lives to Jesus. Sure enough, seven people give their life to Jesus. Not a word preached, just the Holy Spirit, just a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and a willingness to, to do it. I mean, that's... Making that invitation is not always the most comfortable thing, especially when you're like, is anyone going to, you know, it's, it's going to be awkward if nobody responds. 
Um, but it was beautiful. And I'll tell you, where, where I come from, if, um, you know, kind of going back to the other example, if we get all dressed up for church and, and get our, feed our kids and rush in and we don't get a good preach, we're not coming back next Sunday. <laughs> and so I, this, is, this is the American way I'm talking about. And um, so anyways, that, that's such a beautiful thing. Uh, commitment to following the Holy Spirit, something I've learned and I'm learning. I mean, even this afternoon, I was talking to Jeanette about, about how God is teaching me through watching you guys and um, uh, just experiencing that sensitivity and willingness to, to go where the Holy Spirit's going. It's had a huge impact on me. Um, so Janet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Janet come up and just share a little bit as well. Hopefully encourage you guys. Hopefully I can hold it together up here. Um, but what I wanna share is this congregation has, I mean, changed the way that we love others. Like the way you have all invited us into family and made us your own. Um, Jacques and Jeanette obviously opening their home and the best of everything they have um, to us. And there's each individual family who have become our children's best friends and our best friends and our greatest encouragers. Um, and just all the dinners and moments we've all had together, um, it's truly just been an incredible gift and we will live life differently because of you and the way that you have loved us and made us your family and welcomed, I don't feel like a foreigner, but foreigners um, into your lives and into your hearts. And um, it's very difficult to say goodbye, but um, knowing that we're building for eternity means that um, we will all be together either in this life or next. And it's very beautiful to me. Amen. So as Janet said, God brought us here to learn from you guys. And um, before we came here, I've, I've, I've read Acts 242 to 47, I don't know, 100 times. I've heard Andrew preach about it. I've heard, I've heard, uh, you know, I've, I've studied it for most of my life, and I thought I knew what it meant. Yeah, I thought I, <laughs> until I saw it, and until, until I saw it, um, saw you guys living it out. And I, I'm like, I did not know what that meant. I had no idea what that meant. And I've, I've seen that um, throughout our time here, not just, not just those verses, but when, when, when um, Jesus and the apostles describe what the church is supposed to be, I thought I knew what that meant. And, and we didn't know. Um, and uh, that's, it, it's been a radical for, thing from us, for us. Um, I'm just going to read that real quick. Acts 2, 42 to 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all 
as they had need. And day by day, attending the temples together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. And I just described two, two instances of that, but I have been a part of so many services where God was adding to the number those who are being saved to the body of Christ. And um, it's just, this, this is what we've seen. This is exactly what we've seen. And, uh, and like I said before, probably more than anything, we've, where we've seen it is from, from you guys, from, from individuals, not, not from just the elders or just from Andrew, really from you guys playing it out. Um, excuse me. Ephesians 4 says, when each, body, when each part of the body does its job, the body grows. And, uh, and, and, so, and that's what we're seeing. And so I, I wanna, there's a, an example I want to share with you guys uh, that I just thought about today, but um, there's a chain of events that have... <laughs> that has resulted in us being here. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, we're, we're going back to California to plant a church, which, <laughs> yeah. And that is not the plan we had when we came here. Um, we were just being obedient. We heard God, we said, okay, we put our lives on hold. I'm a business guy, you know, we're trying to raise four kids. Um, and we're going back to plant a church. And there's this, this chain of events that, that just kind of dropped on me today um, that had parts of your body not done their part, we would not be here today. And I say that emphatically, we would not be here today. Um, three years ago, Mervis uh, and Lucas Nakos and Lon Wayland came to minister to our, our home group. Um, in California, uh, and that planted a seed, um, and I'll, I'll kind of spare you what, what went on between there, but they, they said yes to, to doing something, Lon on his own dime, I know Lucas on his own dime, um, they said yes to doing something, came to us, spent time with us, invested in us, planted a seed in us that didn't get watered for at least two years. Um, and then my family and I, we're, we actually had moved from California to, up into Idaho, which is a, a beautiful state up in the mountains that I love. Um, and we hear, um, we hear that Andrew's coming to California. And so um, some of my, my friends, Lon was uh, encouraging me, you gotta come, you gotta come see Andrew, spend some time. And I was just kind of like, no, it, it's just not going to work. It's too much. We've got too much going on. And I wasn't going to come until I heard that Jock and Jeanette were coming. And, <laughs> and immediately, I knew that there was a divine appointment with Janet and Jeanette that, was, that I, had to, I had to make just drop everything and, and go see it. And I'm telling you guys, we, again, we would not be here had that, those two things not happened. And not, there's many things in between, but that was, that took at one point, Jock and Jeanette, and I'm not trying to glorify them, but 
Jock and Janet had to make a yes or no decision, simple yes or no decision in one moment that would have changed my life, it would have changed California. I mean, we're, we're gonna go plant a church. I don't know if people are gonna show up, but I anticipate lives being changed. And this, there's this chain of events that happens just because the body is being the body. And, um, and so, um, that's, that's radical to me. That one moment, just one decision, little decision. They paid for themselves to come. They, you know, Jock was in, Jock was not, um, not leading this congregation at the time. He was an elder, but um, they said yes to that. And um, so my, my point in that is, I'm telling you guys that, that whether you're brand new here and sitting in a seat, you have stepped into a body that has to function. And, and God has a role for you. And this body will suffer if you don't play that role, if you don't answer the call and say yes to this role. Um, and so, uh, I've already told you we're going back to going back to plant a church, and it's a church, that, by the way, that looks like you guys. That's that is the goal, a church that looks like you. Um, you know, you might be tempted to think that, you know, sure, Lucas and and Mervis are leaders and. Jacques and Jeanette are leaders, and so they come over, and of course they, you know, they have a role to play, and they're going to have impact and things like that. But they, they weren't always leaders. They came into this church the same way as you did. They've, they've, uh, you know, Andrew talks about he he went into a, a church uh, and was dying to lead, and the the lead pastor is like, no, you're gonna you're gonna serve tea like everybody else. So what do you do? Like, do you think, like, Andrew serving tea, that was the role he had to play at that, that point. And, and God taught him a lot then. He humbled him, he, um, but, but God was at work there, and he played it, and he, he, he did that thing faithfully and, and allowed God to use him the way he was to be used at, at that time. So, um, you know, don't, don't be deceived into thinking whether you just got saved and this is your first time at church, uh, or you've been an elder in this church for years, that, that God isn't actively working to expand your role, um, to, uh, to, um, to get you to submit, your, submit yourself even more than you are. Um, I've already said that the, the effectiveness of this body it depends on you, you guys each individually doing that, but this is true for the, for the world, for the body, for, for the bride of Christ. Um, and so, hopefully this encourages you guys. Is there a tissue? Sorry, guys. Was she already getting that for me? Oh, my girl. Thank you. Um, I've got this thing, guys. When I start talking about the bride, I just come unraveled. It's, I'm not like this normally. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. Thank you. Um, but honestly, that's, to me, that's like God almost prophetically giving me a, this, little, this little glimpse of 
of, of his bride. And he's, he's showing me it, like what it's supposed to look like um, with you guys. But of course, there's more work to do. Um, and I want to challenge you guys a little bit with that. Ephesians 4 talks about how we're being equipped. We're doing these jobs until we reach unity and maturity and reflect the fullness of Christ. And as much as you guys look like Acts 2.42, we're not there yet. We're, we, there is work to do. And, um, and we're going to keep pressing on until he returns. Um, so even Paul, Paul at the end of his, uh, his ministry, really when he was, he was older at the end of his ministry, I mean, the guy wrote how much of the New Testament? A big chunk of the New Testament. Um, and even him, at the end of his ministry, he, he, he looks back and reflects in order to press forward. Um, he didn't look back and say, job well done. Um, can we, uh, in Philippians 3, 12 to 14, he's talking about straining, train, straining towards that goal. He says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and start straining toward, forward towards what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the, the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. And so this is Paul looking back, but not staying there. He, he, he realizes he's not going to hang on to that. He's going to press forward. And, um, and so that, that's kind of the challenge. I'm actually going to have Luke come up here. And I, there's... I kind of, when they invited me to speak, I kind of had this idea of what I thought God wanted to say. And I hope it's kind of encourages you guys and get your eyes towards the goal, towards the goal. And we're entering a new year. And, um, but, but considering that we're leaving and your elders are going to take you forward, I kind of wanted to, to kind of hand the baton and say, like, what do you see going forward, building towards the goal? And, um, you know, that's it. <laughs>